Wow. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I really do love like jumping on and having a conversation with you guys. I'm not going to lie. This is like therapeutic for me. Um, and I want to ask a question. Wow. Wow, Anthony. Wow. Yo, you know, I, 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 I just wanted to interject and say, you know. No, we got a fight. One of these big men fight online. Like Jay-Z humbly <laughs> and respectfully say, you don't ever get this right. Why you don't ever get this right? Yo, next episode, we ain't get it right. Because we got pastors coming on next time. So we got to make sure we right. You know, we have to pray. You just, <laughs> you don't, you, you just look at the meal and you eat the meal quick, right? <laughs> And Andy just know, says, Rubber Dub Dub, thanks for the grub. That's, <laughs> that's a fat joke for me. Says, good Lord, good grief, old man, let's eat. Like, you know, so we got we to gotta set the tone before we get into this, you know? All right, no problem, man. Welcome to Top Shelf, where we seek truth, opinion, perspective, and we seek solutions. Okay, uh, uh, God, we would like to say thank you for every episode we've been able to do, God. We've come so far. Thank you so much for this platform and everything that we get to speak about. It's a privilege, Lord God, uh, that we are even able to do this. So we thank you. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for our subscribers. We thank you for um, everybody that just put the ear to this podcast and we pray that they could find healing that they could find solutions and they could have conversations in jesus name we thank you and we say amen 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 so it brings me to a question that i was thinking about this week mm-hmm. um level one to ten um ten being the highest could we do have a a number of um a christian market what does a spiritual walk mean for you, and how is your spiritual spiritual walk? <laughs> Sorry, God about that. bless you. God bless you. See, I'm I'm really a Christian. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, uh, what a spiritual walk looks like to me. So it's I want to change that because uh, it's not as mystic as a lot of people would believe it to be. It's a relationship. I, I believe it. Like, I think that changed my whole perspective when I became mm. a Christian. Like, when I became a Christian, I thought it was like, you go to church and you get, you go to church to get closer to God. That's what I understood, you know? And it is a, it is a walk, but that's what I understood until somebody one day said relationship and it made me understood understand closer that i have a relationship with god that i do have the holy spirit who lives inside of me uh that's my understanding of my spiritual walk and where i am right now in my spiritual walk i, I want to say it's a lot of newness a lot of new open doors like uh I'm learning how to be a husband i'm learning uh how to be responsible budgeting and learning a whole plethora of new things it's a lot of new new things and a lot of responsibility you know and i just depend on god for a lot of all of it so for me a spiritual walk is same thing to kind of echo what fred was saying is it's it's a relationship 
It really is. Um, I remember when I first became a Christian, I guess they call it like a baby Christian. And, you know, I was trying to figure out like, okay, so how do I become this Christian, you know, that I constantly keep on hearing and, you know, what, you know, the, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, you know, how do I adapt into this whole new belief? And I remember, you know, this guy that, that I was having a conversation with who was, you know, he's been a believer for many, many years. He's like, it's all about relationship. It's the relationship that you have with, with God. It's the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ and having the Holy Spirit be your guide. So, you know, you're anytime that you get tempted to walk in the flesh, you have the Holy Spirit to guide you to walk back in the spirit, right? So it's it's having that intimate relationship with God. So you're not going to, when you develop like the spirit of discernment, so you're going to know exactly what is of God because you're always going to get tested. The enemy's going to try to confuse you with, you know, all these different things that we should and should not do, try to shame you, try to make it seem that, you know, God doesn't really love you and he's a God of wrath and anger and all these different things. But when you have a relationship with God, you know God, you know the relationship that you have with him. So that spirit of discernment is going to help you to discern like, okay, I know this is of God. I know this is not of God. And so for me, that's the spirit. That's my definition of a spiritual journey. I think for me, um, it's just having a relationship with God. Um, it it cuts me too. It's like just having a relationship with Him, um, and being my own relationship. So when I say my own relationship, you know, like that's when I develop, and that's why when I understand, because everyone has different relationship. Um, whoever you um believe in, but for me. Um, my God and my Savior. Um, that's my own relationship. So He knows my weakness and my strength, um, and my future. But I'm willing to know that I'm building that relationship. So, um, the second question is from one to ten. Um, how is your spiritual walk? For me, I would say at this moment because I'm learning. Um, I would say it's a seven point five. So that's for me. For me, I would say probably the same thing, seven point five or eight. Okay. Because I'm still, I'm still learning. Um, though I know I have a strong relationship with God, and you know I have my you know things that I do like before I go to bed. You know I pray, I, I do my devotionals, I have my conversation with God. When I wake up in the morning, I do the same thing. Um, but I know there's still things that I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still going through the whole journey as far as being a Christian and just really understanding that what God has for me and what he needs me to do um, as far as a believer. So I, I, I would say like a, a strong eight, 8.5, 8.5. Wait, you just went from seven to 8.5? No, I said 7.5. Oh, okay. You just jumped 10 points. Listen, the whole spirit just talked to me. <laughs> Bring it up a little bit. He said, put respect to my name. Facts. <laughs> Humbly, but respectfully. <laughs> you, friend? I would say for me, I'm probably at a 6.5 or 7. Okay. Because I'm I'm literally, I feel like during this pandemic, I've just gotten lazy, honestly, um, with a whole lot of disciplines that I mm. should have been practicing. Um, I've just gotten off track. 
with a whole lot of different things. Yes, I'm getting back on it and I'm getting back to it. <clears throat> but the discipline now is like me and my wife, we wake up like way before time we have to go into work. Now we wake up at like seven in the morning and we just read the word together and we pray together, you know, and that and we just talk. We have these conversations. We talk about everything. Talk about life. Talk about what's going on with us and how we feel and checking in before we go to work, before we touch a keyboard, because we want to set the atmosphere for our day and, um, you know, make sure that things that we have to say to each other don't go unchecked, you know? And so that's where we are right now. And I also, I pray to pray when I'm going on my way to work. Uh, I pray when I get home, I'm, you know, but I, I'm at that point where I'm like, yeah, you know, like how the, everybody's talking about like during this pandemic, they gain, they gain weight and everything like that. That I feel like I spiritually lost weight, you know, mm. and I just need to get back. Not, it's not about getting back to where I once was in God. It's about what does it look like now with the season that I'm in, you know? And cause I'm, you know, we're going to church every Sunday like now the church is back open and so now it's how do i operate in the church now because it's covid restriction and now like our church has moved and you know are not moved but they're doing construction and so it's like there's a lot of changing you know what i'm saying so it yep so it's 6.5 or 7. okay i think that's common actually because that I number that no Journey. That journey, I think that journey, I think it's actually more, I think if anybody's truthful as far as as a believer, I think a lot of us tend to sometimes get a little lazy when it comes to it. You yeah. know, I, I think if if anybody was to honestly say like, well, I've been a believer for 10 years, 15, 20 years, and throughout the total 10, 15, 20 years, I've consistently read my Bible every morning, right. every night. You know, I didn't have any slip, up, slip ups. I'm, I think they'll be lying. So I think like it's actually common for like, cause you know, life takes over sometimes, unfortunately. And it's not saying that we don't, we love God less. It's just that sometimes, you know, we get, we either get comfortable, life takes over or with the pandemic, churches not being open. I think that kind of led for some of us to like, okay, I'm not physically in a place to worship God and fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. It, it, it makes it a little bit easier in some ways to kind of like backpedal a little bit yeah you know you think about it like you have like accountability accountability like who's holding mm -hmm. you accountable it's harder for me and my wife to be part of small groups because we want to do it in person and we sign up we can do it virtually but at the same time it's like that being in person yeah it's just something about that being in person man. I mean, fellowship like, man i'm telling you when me and my wife were going to counseling it's something about that being in person, man. They're like looking somebody in the eye and like, yeah, this is it. This is what I'm going through. And this is what we're going through. And, you know, it's like you said, fellowship. Yeah, we underestimate the power of fellowship. Like it's it's such a strong, impactful thing to have when you're, I mean, it's one thing like you said, you're sitting at home and you're watching service online from the comfort of your living room. But when you're actually physically with, other believers and you guys are worshiping you're listening to the word it, it it's just a different experience that you gain 
from it, you know? And then plus you're able to have those, you know, if you have a relationship with your pastor, you're able to have those conversations with your pastor after service or just other church members. And, you know, like I said, you're fellowshipping. And, and I think I think we were meant to fellowship. You know, Christ came in and he wanted us to do that. He, he didn't come in for us to be separated and do this, you know, do church or, or become believers mm-hmm. by ourselves. We're supposed to do it with a community, as a community. We're supposed to do it as a village. We're supposed to do it as, Absolutely. you know, this is how we advance God's kingdom by fellowshipping and, 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 and doing this journey mm-hmm. with all our other brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. So how, so how do we get to a, do we ever as a spiritual walk or believing in God, um, how do we, do we ever get to a 10 or do we stay at a 7.5 because we're always learning about word. Um, we're always learning about God's word and the marvelous thing that he's going to be doing for us. So do we ever get to a 10? Because 10 means that we're perfect. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I think that we strive to get to a 10, but I, I don't think we'll be able to because, like you said, the key word that 10 is perfect and yeah. we're going to have slip-ups, you know, and, and that's why we have grace. You know, you know, God gives us grace because he knows that there's going to be times that we're going to wake up in the morning and we're going to forget to pray. We're rushing out of work. You know, rushing to do whatever we got to do or before we go to bed, you know, we're super tired. We fall asleep watching TV and we forgot to say our prayers and stuff like that. You know, nobody's perfect. Like I said, that's why even like I've had conversations with my pastor and, you know, he said it himself. Like there's been times like he would not so much forget to pray because he spends time with God every day. But like Mm -hmm. as far as like devotions, for example, he does his devotion, but he said he has times that he forgets. Forgets to do his his own devotionals, so it's we have room. I don't say we have room to mess up because I mean we do technically because we have grace, but yeah. we have room not to be perfect. Basically, right. there right. are going to be times where we're we're not always going to be a ten. We could be a ten today, but right. tomorrow we might be a five. You know what I'm saying? Monday we might end up being you know a nine. You know, yeah. and later on in the week we might fall back into like a four. We have our good and bad days. I, I think we're perfectly imperfect and like Jeff was alluding to, like grace is grace isn't the license to sin. You know? Like that that's something we have to keep in mind. Like just because we do have grace doesn't mean we just gonna keep going over the look, I know I'm gonna do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So I'm gonna just slip, 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 slip up. That's a slippery slope. Cause that just shows that yes, we all have things we struggle with. Absolutely. But it's like you got to say to yourself, is it a, like my wife will always say this, uh, is it a lack of will or a lack of skill? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Do you want to get past it? Do you, do you, do, is it something that you just like, oh, my dad struggled with it, so I'm going to struggle with it. You know what I'm saying? Do you just, are you just complacent? You know, Th- those are the questions you have to ask yourself. I think it, it goes back to self-reflections, introspection, mm. you know, asking yourself like, okay. Where where am I? Where am I today? What what am I, what's going on in my mind and my heart? You know. So in that self reflection, um, did you ever question God? Yeah, absolutely. Or absolutely, absolutely. Do you ever question God? And do you ever question? And this might be two different questions, but do you ever question God, or do you ever question the existence of God? I don't question. Uh, I I, I want to make it clear. 
Um, I question God, but I don't question the existence. Okay. Uh, the reason being is because, like, anytime I know that I'm out of sort, there's always an alignment that happens that where I know it's God that set me up to walk into another season or to get through to the next, you know, stage of life that I'm supposed to get to. So divine order, because some people will call it coincidence. Some people will call it, oh, well, you just willed yourself into that. I'm like, nah, that's God to me. You know, in my life, I've seen God do miracles, like literally in the midst mm -hmm. of a moment. Like, <clears throat> so I question God, but I don't question his existence. Yeah, I've, I've never questioned God. Uh, no, I've questioned God, but I've never questioned like if he never existed. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've ever questioned was really more so I question Christianity. That yeah. I did question at one point. And I, I, I question that more so because one, like, like I said before the previous podcast, I grew up Catholic, right? And then I transitioned to becoming a Christian. And honestly, when I made that transition, I thought Catholic and Christian was the same thing. I thought it was all in the same umbrella, but I realized right. that it's really not. Because I'm just like, okay, you know, we believe in God, believe in Jesus Christ, and then that's it. But I didn't realize that there actually, there is a difference when it comes to Christianity versus Catholics, right? So now I'm a Catholic and I'm going through the whole journey and everything. But I started to question Christianity because I'm seeing the white Jesus and I'm like, but we have this white Jesus. I see all these angels are white. Basically, everything just it's just purified to pure whiteness, right? And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And so I started questioning like how valid Christianity really is. I never questioned God because I knew God exists, but I was like, okay, maybe this religion might be flawed. Right. And so I kind of went through a period of time where I was just like really kind of like questioning it. Cause I'm like, I, I don't want to go to church where I'm seeing like only like white angels and white Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this doesn't align with me. And ironically, this is how I developed a strong relationship with God because I started seeking him. And then I realized by doing that, it was deeper than just looking at a white Jesus, though, you know, Jesus was not white. Um, it, 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 it made me realize like, okay, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Well, I want you to focus on my relationship with you. And I started doing that. And then it, it brought me back into my journey as a believer. And it really made me realize like the power of him, because like Fred was saying, I've seen miracles. I've seen God literally like do things I know like, okay, God, that is you. You are showing out. You are showing your power, your mm -hmm. glory. You're showing who you are. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that's something is like, for me, the only way you could really, I feel like for anybody to really believe that God really exists, no matter what you deal with in life, is by God showing out to you. And he does that, whether we realize it or not. We can get into a car accident and we like, and it could be a terrible car accident. We survive. That's God. Like, okay, you know what? You're still here because of me, because it could have been somebody else. And we seem like we're 
not major accidents. This person gets severely injured or actually die from it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. God shows out, you know, when he when he needs to, and he made me really focus on. Yes, my son, it's okay to question me. It's okay for you to ask questions. Like Absolutely. I think there's this whole myth, like you can't ask God questions. You can ask God questions, whatever questions you want, and Absolutely. he's gonna answer you. Right. He's gonna answer you. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you know, and, and his way, where he sees fit. But he's going to answer you. And he showed me, like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm here. Okay, you could question, you know, all these different things with Christianity and like, you know, how it, it imp- impacted, you know, slavery and it was like the slave Bible and all these different things that impacted, you know, black people um in America, right? But I want you to focus on me because I'm gonna I'm the truth. I'm the source of truth and I'm gonna direct you to it. And it's still led back into the Bible. Mm. And you know, God's word stands as you know, yesterday, today, and forever. And I started focusing on that. And I stopped stopped focusing on like all this other stuff that again, spirit of discernment, spirit of discernment and wisdom. I asked God for wisdom and asked God for discernment. And I started to identify exactly what it is. So if I see a white Jesus, I'm like, yeah, I know white Jesus doesn't exist, but I know what's being used for. But my focus is on is like, all right, I know God is real. I know Jesus Christ is real. But I know the image that may be betrayed in mainstream media. I know that's not real, but that's not what I need to focus on. Focus on the truth. Focus on the word and make sure that you continue your journey no matter what is going on. Mm, absolutely. question. Are you a Christian or are you a believer in God? Those two things are synonymous. I believe those two statements are synonymous. Uh, I believe, because uh, if you look in the Bible, uh, when you, uh, it says in the word that they were known as Christians by the way that they walked in, in Antioch. So Christian is a Christ follower, follower of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? So if we, if we look at that in, in the word and we, and we say like, okay, I believe, like I can tell somebody, yeah, I'm a believer. And they go, they going to instantly ask me like, yeah, okay. What do you believe? You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be like, yeah, I believe in the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. I think the believer is the start of the conversation with Christian and Christianity and Christ is the other part of it. Cause I mean, you could be a believer in anything. You know, I could be a believer uh, in, 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 in that, you know, Jeff is going to play in the NBA or something like that. I could be a believer in him that he's going to do that. But I mean, like in terms of faith, because a lot of people can they can make anything and say, oh, is, this is my belief. Like I can believe in this book. You know what I'm saying? I, I can believe in this uh, script. You know, like, oh, this script is is, is good. I believe in it. You know what I'm saying? I could su- I think people have mismatched what support is and what belief is. Now, that's a good point. I agree with you, Fred. Um I had one of during my early journeys as a Christian, as a believer, and I, I actually kind of asked that same question. And the response I got was that you're you being a Christian or Christianity, I guess you can say. Those defined as a religion, but he's like, it's a relationship you have with God. It's a relationship you have with Jesus Christ. 
that's really what it is, right? It's the relationship that you have. So, you know, when you look at relationships, you're putting your all in, you believe in that relationship. You know, if it's obviously a, 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 a true loving relationship, right? You develop, you learn, you grow, you build. And so that's what it is. You know, you, you're, you're learning and you're building, you're growing. So it's a relationship that you have, you know, with Christ, as Christ, as, you know, your, um, as, as your source, you know, you know, you believe that, you know, he died for our sins. And so it's that relationship that you, that you have. And, you know, but you believe in God, you believe that, you know, he is the Alpha and the Omega, you know, Jehovah Jireh, you know, all these different names that he has. Um, but you could believe in anything, you know, there's so many different beliefs, you know, there's so many different, um, people could believe in God, but have different traditions, you know, different rituals that they do as far as part of their belief because that's what they believe they believe in hey you know well i believe in god but i believe that i have to um you know worship the statue right as part of my belief as a you know believer of god right you know to each his own right but the relationship part of it i think that's what it makes a what makes us identify as a Christian? What makes you identify as a Christian? Just want to be clear. Um, your relationship with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ being your, you know, your, 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 your Lord and Savior, okay. and having that relationship with Him. You know, the gift of having the Holy Spirit being in us. Um, that's what identifies as a Christian, hmm. in my opinion. No, I love your opinion. Um, so what if I'm a child um, in the 21st century or 2020, 2021, and the child comes up to me and say, mommy, daddy, um, I, there's a lot of killings going on in the world, um, not just in America, but it's around the world. Why doesn't God stop this? How would you answer that question? I mean, God gives us the power of free will, right? Um, he's not going to force relationship with us. So we technically have the power to do whatever we want. He wants us to make that choice for ourselves. And also the reality too is like, you know, evil is real. Satan is real. Yeah. You know, like we live in an evil world. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, we, people still operate by their flesh. And so because they Absolutely. operate by their flesh, they're going to do things that does not align necessarily with God's ways that, you know, God's not going to force things. And, you know, yes, God could stop things and stuff like that. And people ask those questions all the time. Like, Absolutely. You know, how come God doesn't stop me from being raped? How come God didn't stop, you know, from my child being murdered or my mom being murdered? And, you know, how come, you know, God didn't stop my grandmother from dying of cancer? You know, all these different things. And, and those are hard questions, right? Those are and we don't always gonna have the right answers for it because no matter what we say, people are gonna still think like, well, if he was so loving, why did he allow this to happen, unfortunately? Uh, but my pastor always tells us like, you know, that because Satan is real, he will try to influence and cause destruction. Because remember his, will, his whole goal is to kill, still and destroy. And he will go forth and do that. Whether if it's through diseases, whether if it's through, you know, influencing somebody to commit a mass murder, whatever it is, his will is to kill, steal, and destroy. He will go forth and 
do that. Um, unfortunately, you know, but us as believers, we have to have that faith and trust that, okay, we know God is working everything out for his good mm -hmm. and that we are battling against good and evil, but we are more than conquerors in Christ. And, you know, when these things happen, we just, you know, the best thing to do is just go to God, question, ask God, like, hey, you know, what is happening? Why is this happening? Um, and trust in him. And I know it's like kind of the cliche thing to say, but it, it, it really is the truth. But unfortunately, too, because we have the power of or the ability of free will, people are going to do things that's just wicked, unfortunately. Right. And the thing is, it's like uh, when you say like it's like Kanye, Kanye, when Kanye said, you don't have the answers, way. we don't have all the answers. We just don't. Like for if somebody asked me that, it, like let's say if my son asked me that question. Um, the one thing I would tell them is that there's good and then there's evil in this world. And then there's choices. People make choices. A lot of people don't know God. There's people that know God that still hurt people, you know, and still some, some of the people that know God, some of the people that are eat, that don't know God may be, uh, better, you know, in terms of deed to people than people of God. You know, in terms of because like some, you know, some Christians, they have stank attitudes. Some of them don't practice what they preach. Some of them will go to church and be two faced. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot of that going on. Then you got people that are atheists that will go out of their way, that will start a non for profits, that will do all these things, that will go all over the world, travel all over the world and help these different initiatives and start these different things and won't thank God one time, but just, we'll just do all of these things. Not, and to all of our listeners, I want to say straight up and down, I'm not bashing anybody who's atheist or agnostic, you know, not at all, but we're, I'm coming from my perspective as a believer in Jesus Christ. And what I'm saying is that there's good and there's evil in the world and then there's just choices that people make and what i would impart to my son is that we all have free will and that god god is the creator you know i don't have all the answers that's why i do go to god and it's not that god gives me all the answers it's just that i know that people make choices god can't stop violence and everything that things you know certain things that happen like like one of the things I would love God to stop is school shootings. I would love God to just intervene in that area because I'm I'm always asking why in the end. But then I think to myself, God had probably had people in place around that person who was a school shooter way before anything else in trying to stop that person. Maybe it was their parents. Maybe it was that friend that was, hey, don't go to school. Hey, stop. Uh, you should get counseling. Trying to tell them, trying to be their guardian angel. But people make people make decisions. They still go ahead. It's like what we talked about before, like trying to be a 10. When people got in their minds, like, I'm going to just stay here at a, trying to be this level. They And it's something mentally wrong or it's a heart issue. They're going to continue to keep going and doing what they want to do anyway. And, and that can be a messed up situation for a whole mass of people. And it can affect a whole mass of people. Like if I'm the president and I'm just acting careless all the time, 
and I'm not changing my act and I'm just being careless. And I, you know, the country is at stake. My the country is at stake, and I'm I still have to be an example for my kids. I gotta do all this other stuff, but I'm the president of the United States of America. What I'm doing sets the tone for how the country will be represented. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that's what it is, the choices that you make. That was so good. And I think the worst for me, and and I and I be transparent, I think the worst for me is church hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and her in church, and then you stop not believing because it's yeah. like, wait, I go to church because I want to embark and believe in God. Then I get hurt in church. Does yeah, the devil, does the devil also go to church? Yeah. Oh yeah. People, Definitely. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. He chilling. He he got his own seat somewhere. Yeah. He Listen, you know. Satan knows the word better than most Christians. Talk. talk That's how he was trying to tempt Jesus. But talk. Jesus knew the word. He knew, like, nah, you're not going to play me like that. Talk. So that's the thing. Like, yes, yeah, you know, like, he's right there. Sometimes he's at the pulpit. Right. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That You got to take that seriously. Demons Facts. waiting. They, son, like, my pastor said this a uh, couple Sundays ago, and it's true, because he's been preaching a series about fear. He was just like, he was like, why do you think y'all have so much trouble going into Monday? It's because the devil saw you. The enemy saw you on worshiping on Sunday. He saw you praising the Lord. Mm. He saw you tithing. He saw you worshiping with your brothers and sisters and be, and having joy. The enemy mm. would want nothing more for, than for you to start your week discouraged. Because he know it's going to drag into the rest of your week. That's powerful. That's I'm real. telling you, bro. No, I'm not that's lying. That's, I've never heard that point, but that's powerful. Bruh. Bruh, and I yeah, think... My pastor said that. Saints Church, you know, if, 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 if <laughs> you need to be a saint or you just ain't. And I think uh, <laughs> one thing I've learned, and I think one thing I've learned going to Life Church <laughs> is the, 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 hurt, the hurt in church. You do not blame God. That's the individual. It yeah. cannot. It, that's the individual that came into the church. The church is the body, and I think sometimes we blame everything on God. Why we this? Do. Why that? And we, and when you don't understand that there is a devil, there is evil, and this will happen. Right. Um. And sometimes you get confused. Um, I think we all go through that because you get confused because you're like, yo, um, the system that is being set up in this church, um, I'm getting hurt left and right. And sometimes you have to be able to know that this church may not be for you. But one thing I think my wife always said is like, respectfully transition out of that church. And respectfully meaning going into the pastor having that conversation, um, being able to acknowledge how you feel and then go from there. Because if you do not, you will carry that same thought process, same action and same feeling to the other church. Um, It's very important how you transition out of the church Um, because you don't want to start um, one gossiping or um, having these, oh, this person did that, X, Y, and Z, because 
you're going to bring that same mindset, same character in the next turn. Because yeah, the enemy's going to use you. The enemy's going to use you to do it. He's going to be like, okay, if he's going to do that there, I'm going to use him to be the downfall of this, of this church over here that's doing mm-hmm. well. You're going to yep. be the you're going to be the catalyst for something catastrophic. Mm, so know? true, man. I, I remember when I went through my church hurt. Um, I I knew the church was just church. I knew it was it wasn't God. So if what I wanted to do, like when I was looking at transition, my f- number one focus was okay. I need to find a church that fits me. And that was my number one focus. I remember praying to God about that. I asked God, I was like, okay, God, help me find the right church. And, you know, he, I went in, I went online, I looked, boom, shout out to Team Winners being in the building. I found Winners Church and it's been an amazing experience. But I made sure because I went to God about it and this is how it worked for me. I didn't carry that church hurt to the next church because I knew that the previous church that I was at and it's no fault of their own. It was just, you know, people are people. People are going to disappoint you. I say this all the time. People are going to disappoint you, even within the church, because at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. Some people operate in their flesh, whether if it's the pastor, whether if it's the deacon, whether if it's just the regular church members, it's going to happen, right? People are going to disappoint you. And unfortunately, Church hurts a real thing, and it may happen to some of us as believers, but we don't want to get discouraged as believers, as Christians, like because I had this one bad experience, that's it. It's just like if you have a bad experience with a relationship, that, okay, all women are trash. You know what I'm saying? There's one girl that I was dating, she hurt me, and that's it. Or the other way around, if, if, you're, if you're a lady listening and you had a one bad relationship with a guy, it doesn't mean that all men are trash as well. Absolutely. So it's the same thing with church. You can have one bad experience, which would be that church hurt, but it doesn't mean that all churches are bad. It's just that that one, for whatever reason, it hurts you, and it didn't fit well with you. But you continue on your journey, and I, I think it circles back around to having that relationship with God, because when you have that strong relationship with God, yeah. You, you communicate with them. He's going to redirect you or direct you to, okay, this is where I want you to be. But like Anthony said, you make that transition respectfully. You go right. to the pastor, you have those conversations. Right. I'll be honest. I didn't do that with my previous church. I just left. I mean, I told the ministry that I was part of that I was leaving. Um, I did let them know that it's like, I, I, I'm leaving the church. I gave them the reasons why and everything like that. Right. But I didn't go. To the I didn't have a strong enough relationship with the pastor to where I feel like I can do that. And I probably should have. That's just me being honest. But I made sure when I went to my new church home, I didn't carry that hurt with me. I made sure whatever took place, it was left there because I understood with my relationship with God that this had nothing to do with God. Right. What took place over there has nothing to do with him. I'm going to a new place. I'm gonna gain a new experience. And that I pray that I will receive what I'm looking for in the church. So my spiritual journey will continue to grow and develop. Yeah, I think one thing that comes up is that when you do make that transition, you can be very guarded. And where people are trying to love on you, 
um, and care for you, um, you will mistakenly think that they're trying to um, offend you or be in your business. And right. that's not the case. Um, so we got to try to make sure, once again, person in the back, um, transition. That's a very, very important thing. Um, in regards to solution, we, we're big on that. How, how, do you, how do you be able to understand, or not understand, but create that space of relationship? Because I think everybody has different definition of relationship. What, what do we do or how do we build that relationship with God? Because I think that's something I'm, I want to understand, still understanding, and, but I want it to become reality sometime. I think uh, uh, straight up and down, like what I did was I took it upon myself to learn from, um, I call them us, the silver-haired Christians, the older Christians hanging around them, like finding yeah. a mentor in the faith. Find a mentor. Yeah, okay. so you finding a mentor in the faith. like OG Christians. A, I think another thing is too, uh, is um, joining a small group too, where you can find community. And people that don't know, like the word, like I mean, like not even that don't know the word, that don't know, that are just you know, growing up in the faith, you know, <laughs> won't be, you won't feel judged and everything like that. Even if it's like you know, talking to your pastor, talking to people, like hey, even if you may be the person that will start a small group at your church, and be like hey, let's just do this, like y'all, like we should. Just, get together, have a small group, a men's small group, and we just talk about our issues or just talk about how we don't know the word and learn how to study the word together, you know? Maybe God could be using you to be that person, mm. you know? Um, yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of different, that's how you grow your relationship because somebody got a piece to the puzzle that you need. Another thing is reading your word. Uh, that's another discipline, praying daily, uh, as well as, you know, keeping your mind and your thoughts pure as much as you can and uh you know hanging around like-minded people mm. i think for me um it would be two things um volunteer volunteer at the church um that could be ushering that could be sweeping um and just volunteer be consistent and then the second thing is not everybody but just for me they'd be like one or two people um have an accountable partner um tell him tell he or she um, this is what I'm going through. And once you feel comfortable being able to open up, like this is what I'm going through. Um, this is what I went through before. Um, this is what I would like to do going forward and then go from there. Now I'm saying this because in my 90 days right now, I'm, that's what I want to do. So like for me, I love being transparent. So. I've done ushering, um, so I'm ushering at the church, and now my my goal is to find that um, accountable partner um, and to be honest with. So, gotcha. No, it's good. Um, I I, mean, I agree with all you got what you guys said. Um, I think like I, I believe in OG, right? And I believe having that OG Christian, you know, having that one person who's been in the faith who can mentor you, you know, that can hold you accountable that you can lean on like hey i have some questions that i'm not sure of because there's so much information out there you go on youtube 
go on Google and, and at, you know, and Google and search all these different things. Like, you know, what is the right way to be a Christian? You know, am I allowed to listen to like, you know, rap music? Am I allowed to do this and this, that, and the third? And you're going to get all these different types of responses, right? Uh -huh. um, but having that OG Christian or having that, that, that elderly Christian believer that can mentor you, um, that will make sure that, okay, you are going the right journey, that will hold you accountable. Um, volunteering, just like what you guys are saying, I'm, I'm very big on volunteering. And I think that's something that's good because one, it allows you to become more in tune with the church. It's going to help you grow because, you, you know, you're servicing, you know, we're called the serve. So you're, service, you're servicing your fellow Christ members, fellowship, fellowship. I'm big on fellowship. I think that's very, very important because when you're around other like-minded believers in your fellowship, and not only at church, because you can fellowship, you guys could go out to like Olive Garden, like as a group and like, hey, let's go or do Bible study. Um, all these different things, you know, you just fellowship and you're having these conversations. I think all these things are super important that will help you. And again, it goes back to just communicating with God, have conversations with them, you know, daily, you know, pray to him. Um, Cause once you develop that strong bond with him, again, like you'll see a, a strong change in your relationship with him. You, you're, you're going to start feeling like, okay, yeah, I, I can get down with this Christian thing. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I definitely understand you know, what my purpose is and what I should be doing. You know, God has shown me things. You're able to understand God. You're able to hear from God, right? You're able to have that spirit of discernment. Um, that is super important, in my opinion, when you're going through your journey as a believer. I love it. Wow. We had another podcast, but it's like, yo, this was amazing. Um, this conversation was amazing well needed uh because it helps me and i know the person that's listening at this moment it really helps them to just be able to navigate as a christian man christian individual um and being able to just establish that walk with jesus and like um not they're not sponsors but god is dope and i want to be able to know um and let you know that he is so thank you again. So this week, try something different and be able to read the Bible, um, build a relationship and just get in your work. And I'm gonna do that same thing, um, but just be honest. Be honest in with yourself and your self walk. And I just wanted to say another thing to, your, to the listeners that are out there and maybe are uh thinking about uh becoming a christian it's just as simple as confessing with your mouth that jesus is lord and then and believing in your heart i love it, I love once, it. once again we just want to give you top shelf experience have a good one